Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life, with me, Vincent DiCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer, and Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO. On this episode of CareCast, Roland and I will discuss the importance of remembering our call as Christians to love our enemies and how it applies to the pro-life movement. So, Roland, what I wanted to chat with you about today was, um, you know, as, as Christians in the pro-life movement, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's easy, and, and of course the Bible talks about this, it's, it's really easy to love people who love you, right? Right. To love your friends, to love, you know, your family. Um, so for us to kind of love other pro-life people, yeah. uh, and even to love the woman who comes to us and is struggling with a pregnancy decision and to really just shower love on her to help her, um, you know, through that through that difficult decision. Uh, but what we often can forget, and what's just as important, yes. is sort of loving the people on the, quote, other side, right? Yeah. So people in the pro-choice movement, people who might work for abortion clinics, abortion doctors, you know, people who are doing political advocacy around around pro-choice uh, things, um, it's really important for us to love those folks too, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, the, and, you know, Abby Johnson, who uh, he used to be um, – work at an abortion clinic and has now come out of that um, and now is one of the, you know, the foremost kind of pro-life speakers uh, in the country. She has a specific ministry that's really designed. It's called And Then There Were None to really help people who are in the abortion industry working in abortion clinics Mm -hmm. sort of come out of that of that industry and into sort of, you know, more pro-life perspective. And they're really doing it through through love. I mean, they're just loving these folks and saying, we we love you and we want you uh, to come come over here. Uh, so it's just a really it's just a really great reminder for us about loving your enemy. Yeah, I, I think that's so uh, so true. You know, I I, I was with Abby uh, a couple of months ago and and uh, had a great opportunity to talk with her and hear more about what she's what she's doing. It's just amazing. And and as I was talking to her, uh, the image of Paul came to mind. Mm-hmm. I, I t- called her Pauline, <laughs> basically, <laughs> because funny, if yeah. you think about it, yeah. you know, Paul was one who was who was persecuting Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, was there when Stephen was stoned. That's just one of the stories that we know. And no doubt, he was probably there, uh, participated in some way, shape perform uh, in, in the death of other innocents. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, you know, he had that Damascus Road experience and then came out of the darkness into the marvelous light, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. And Abby's the same person and, right. and really has a heart for that. Mm-hmm. You know, really has a heart for that. And Paul had a certain heart for that as well, helping other folks, uh, not just Jews to, to become Christians, but other Gentiles. And his call there was mm-hmm. really, uh, really focused there. Mm-hmm. So it is really an amazing thing. And if you really think about what makes Christianity different, Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Is that yeah. we're called to love our enemies? Mm-hmm. Like that's what actually makes us different. I mean, mm-hmm. it's easy to love your friends, mm-hmm. right? Even, you know, Scripture talks about that, mm-hmm. right? That it's easy to love. But what makes Christianity different, and frankly, what makes Christianity hard mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. is that we actually have a call to love our enemies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they don't have a call to love us. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that God gave me year, years ago, years ago. I was going to uh, speak in, actually in a prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a prison in Louisiana uh, called uh, Angola, and mm-hmm. at that prison, uh, basically, it's a it's it's maximum security. Most of the folks that are there are going to die there. These folks folks have done the worst crimes that you can imagine. And I was speaking to a fatherhood group that mm-hmm. was there. They had a desire that, yeah. uh, to be better dads, even though they were locked up for life mm-hmm. and, and would uh, most likely die there. Mm-hmm. And as I was prepared for that, one of the things that God God gave me when I talked to them was this insight, which was, who was the last person that Jesus saved? The thief on the cross. Yes, the thief on the cross. And by the way, it wasn't a wrongly accused thief on the cross. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, well, he was a guy that got caught up and wasn't. No, it was actually a thief on the cross. The guy knew he was guilty. In other mm-hmm. words, 
the last person that Jesus saved was a victimizer, mm-hmm. not a victim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, as I was standing there before those guys, it really, really struck me mm-hmm. that, and that's basically what I told them in terms of the important role, the important uh, emphasis that, that Christ placed on reaching those who were once victimizers, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. and bringing them again out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Mm-hmm. And I think that that you know that really puts a fine point on on what we should do as Christians. I mean, his last act, he could could have said, well, there's, you know, some servant girl or some other victim Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. could have been the last person in some way, shape or form. But the last person, Mm -hmm. right, that Christ saved, and certainly from a a human perspective Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. the cross Mm -hmm. was the thief on the cross, right, which was a victimizer. And I really think for us as Christians, Mm -hmm. and particularly for us who are in uh, in the pro-life movement and pro-abundant life movement, as we like to talk about it, that that's a really, really important lesson for us to always remember. The distinctiveness of what makes us more like Christ Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is our ability to reach out to Mm -hmm. and love Mm -hmm. and seek the victimizer. Not just the victim, but the victimizer. And it's an important thing for us always to remember and to consider. Yeah. No, and and in some ways it's so simple, but it's so easy for us to forget this notion that you know, we're, when we're trying to sort of figure out how to walk, you know, in our Christian faith, right? And this has been hitting me a lot, actually, in, in uh, some Bible studies that I've done recently, which is to, like, you, you know, everyone's sort of trying to think through, like, well, how do I do this? Like, what can I get from Scripture or what can I get from that book that I read by this theologian and all that? And a lot of times I've just, like, God's just sort of, like, hit me with something. It's like, well, actually, in this story, Jesus did this. Yeah. And, it, and it, it, like, sort of, like— yeah. Even though, again, it sounds so simplistic, yeah. it's sort of like it stops everyone in their track, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, Jesus did that in you know in whatever parable or story that we're talking about. And it's like, maybe that's what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> and it just— no, That's a plan. Yeah, right. And it just sort of brings everything back down to yeah. the basics, right? Yeah. Um, and so sometimes, you know, you don't need to— be a, a, a student of theology or having have read 50 different books about yeah. you know you know prayer or giving or generosity or you know all these other things and it's important you can yeah. you should certainly do those things but a lot of times when you're sort of just searching for that answer what should i do in this situation just say well what did jesus actually do in this situation because and not in some sort of like ethereal sort of like what would jesus do sort of sense i'm yeah. talking about like the literal things that are spelled out in the gospels that we know of he, what he actually did and what's it recorded yeah. that he actually did and you can get some just it's it's a, it's an easy solution <laughs> no it, it really is and i i think that you know part of the, the the key to that um and the challenge to that but the key to that really is us having the ability uh, to love. Mm-hmm. And the key to being able to love is to be able to separate someone's doing from their being, mm-hmm. right? So someone may be doing whatever in their doing, mm-hmm. right? But in their being, they're created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what Jesus had an amazing ability to do is almost like he wore these glasses that were like, instead of 3D glasses, they were 2D glasses. Mm-hmm. And so when he looked at people, mm-hmm. he was able to separate their being from their doing. In other mm-hmm. words, in their being, he could see that they were created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And he loved that, mm-hmm. even though in their doing. And it's really capsulized in, in Scripture because this is while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. In other words, while we were sinning in our doing, he loved us in our being, mm-hmm. right? And and that's the model that we have. So when he looked at the thief on the cross, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, 
he was he was able to separate his being from his doing and he loved them in his being despite his doing mm-hmm. and that's the call that we have as christians mm-hmm. as well and, and particularly uh, in the pro abundant life movement to make sure that we're modeling Mm-hmm. Uh, what what Christ did because right. everything that he did the way that he lived the way that he died everything was a I do this so that statement right 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 and, and, and that's a model for us yeah so, so it's almost like it shouldn't be what would Jesus do it's what did Jesus do <laughs> right, exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah somebody should make that bracelet well there's and, money in there and make millions there's yeah. gold in the hills <laughs> that's, that's right gold in exactly so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll single-handedly change that or something but, yes absolutely. Uh, well very good those those are thanks for those uh, great insights about right, that amen We hope you enjoyed that discussion Rollin and I had about the importance of loving your enemies. We hope you join us for the next CareCast 